0: Welcome to Aerosphere on Air. This podcast is for anyone working in the IT industry. You could be an MSP, a CSP, an ISV, an SI, from any perspective, we will talk through our views and opinions on interactions we're having within the channel. With that in mind, I'd like to welcome Yutindra. Hey, how are you doing? Hi, James. Good, Good. thanks thanks for joining us. Um, It'd be really good to hear a little bit about yourself. And um, as always, um, I'm always a hungry person. Uh, what are you having for dinner as well? Just to uh, be great to hear if we've got any recipes. Brilliant. Yes, yeah, sure. Absolutely.
1: Thanks very much for inviting me and uh, great great to be here. Um, so I uh, work in uh, Afpoint, um which is a global organization. We do um, a lot of um, solutions around the the technical landscape. So um, we started off life close to uh, 2002. So we've been around for about 20 years, um, mainly around the Microsoft ecosystem. But again, we're expanding out to um, many different platforms, including uh, Google, Salesforce and, and the like where We we'd love to understand custom problems and then solve them so um, we've built uh, really great capabilities that go to a cranial level um, and attach to, you know, the customer needs that we've identified so um, we used to. Uh, talk about from Tahoe to today, and again the heritage of what Avpoint does is to make sure that we're enabling um, uh, you know variety of um, direct customers, but nowadays mainly channel focused to enable um, the, the the kind of uh, partners that we, uh, we 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 love uh, working with um, uh, to to build technology and also um, to to make sure that they're looking forward. So anything new that comes out, we're always looking to um, build on our platform. That's up dated on a very regular basis. Um, so that, that's about Aft point in terms of myself. I head up the pre-sales team in the UK. I've been at AvPoint for the last five years. Um, and uh, we we kind of look after the pre-sales conversations. Um, in terms of the um, work previously, I've worked in public and private sector organizations where we've kind of been in the trenches, seen seen issues and problems. And um, it's, it's great to bring that understanding to current aspects. Right. So we um, I've worked in law enforcement, asset management and and other things. And again, we'll we'll share contact details if you want to uh, get in touch. So to your point, James, uh, in terms of food, um, we love South Indian food. And uh, one of my favorite um, dishes is something called dosa, um, which is like a rice pancake. Um, nice. And typically, you get some dal with it as well. It's called sambar, um, and I've been eating that since I was a young boy. So I love the taste of that, and uh, it's it's quite healthy as well. It's not not too fattening. So uh, I think uh, you can uh, keep that going uh, with with kind of a, a balanced lifestyle. So uh, that that's nice. my uh, dish. That
0: well, it's it's made me hungry, um, and yeah, I love. Uh, all uh, South Indian uh, kind of cuisine so that that's definitely interesting. Um, I've got a lot of broccoli in the house so I'm going to make a peanut um, noodle dish with broccoli tonight I think because our freezer can barely shut at the moment, so we've got an abundance of broccoli. So I need that's to uh, remove uh, some of that and, and use some of that up. But uh, yeah, well, that's great, and it's good to hear a bit about you. And uh, there's some really interesting points there around um, what you mentioned, and it's great that you've been in our point for five years. But yeah, we're keen to delve into some of your history as well, maybe at a different point. But we want to discuss, you know, the, the point of topic today is resilience, and I, I really want to get. Uh, I think it means lots of different things to lots of different people. It'd be good to get I've got a perspective on, on what it means and um, I I have a view, but it'd be good to get your perspective and how you see Avpoint kind of assisting in that area.
1: Absolutely. And um, I, I typically break down um, resilience into kind of three main aspects. Um, well so first one is actually understanding the 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 organizational environment i call it where we we want to obviously look at making ourselves future proof and and that's a very difficult thing to do if we don't understand where we are so not only are we talking about understanding the the data that that is typically the lifeblood of an organization so where for example sensitive content is um where do things that we really care about exist so that, that's the data aspect. But the second element, most important in my mind, is people. So how are people interacting? within organizations and we can actually give telemetry around this so we can see where you know the, the really great collaboration within an organization takes place and we can then build into that um, things like migration so for example if we move want to move away from legacy platforms and we want to uh, use modern ones to make sure that we're adding the, the security aspects and the layers and the the, the kind of um Protection we want. That's typically the first step is understanding what you have. Um, are your um, staff enabled to understand the new you know, things that are being thrown at them, right? We've got a lot of stuff around AI and co and things that are you know, really rich and we were lucky enough to do a, a workshop last week to kind of go into how do you actually get your organization ready for this? What kind of steps should you be taking to prepare? So that's step one step two is then understanding where do we want the guardrails to exist and by guardrails i mean that now we've understood that okay you know this is where people collaborate this maybe is where we're sharing externally so if i'm sharing something with you james maybe a recipe um around broccoli and uh, the, the kind of things that you want to do obviously it might be a in a family tradition i don't want to share that with everyone so I might want to lock that down, add the right protection and then share it with you. So those guardrails are quite important to make sure that we don't, again, let, let people loose. Um, and that's stage two. Stage three is then we're moving into being proactive. So we're now looking around thinking, OK, this is um, kind of new functionality, new things that we want to add. How does that look like? What is the roadmap? And maybe building a whole training plan around all of this saying, OK, this is how we're going to approach you know, new things that are coming to us as a business, but also as individuals. And how do we want our people to thrive? And I guess that's the key thing to resilience is making sure that we are, working at a cadence that works for our organization in the right way um, and again within the solutions that offpoint bring in we can build in things like what to use when because there's so many different things out there um, that you could use and they sometimes serve the same purpose but from different angles so it's understanding what people have as, as part one um, part two is building the guardrails to make sure that we're again locking down what we need to in the right Kind of cadence and then the third one is going forwards and making sure that we've enriched added like metadata so it metadata i call most like signposts right so we can direct people to the right things okay this is another james wood recipe let's do it this way
0: yeah no no that's uh that's really good and and breaking it down in that way it's it's clear and concise and you know you follow you follow steps from there um so building migration um into it um, but yeah, the, the guardrails bit is, I think is really important because if you don't put that walled garden um, around elements, things can get out of control and um, you need to make sure that things are protected in the right way.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we've seen that so many times, right, uh, where um, we, we speak to wide variety of organizations and problems are where people don't do this. It then becomes a huge burden at the end of the day. And what we don't want to happen is that then goes out of control and then like it becomes a huge priority where you could then you know get fined and all, all the rest of the things because you've got sensitive things in the wrong place. So, yeah, absolutely to that point, James.
0: Uh, and. You know, I, I personally, a, you know, if I was to write down what business resilience is, I think it touches all different departments and all different areas of the business. But if you don't do it, it's going to be more destructive and can cause long term problems. Uh, you, you only have to think about uh, how much, you know, it go back a couple of years now to the, the, the COVID pandemic and everyone had to adapt and change their processes the way they, Around their business and, and that touched you know day-to-day workforce it touched operations commercial um, and even social and environmental because people had to adapt to a new way of working and a new form of it how how do you think you know from your perspective um how does how did how can avpoint help on that because it's such a broad element and yeah there's there's different points that it touches you mentioned and following that Mm -hmm. step by step but it'll be good to get your view on that
1: Sure. Sure. Absolutely. I think so. We we um, we've got really great solutions that allow all of these um, intricate parts of what you mentioned to be mm. combined into one. So um, if we start off with the discovery side, um, the, the scanning technology that we build in allows you to find that needle in a haystack. But instead of you having to delve into many, many, many kind of uh, um, areas to look for that, it will actually bobble it up right to the top. So allowing you to prioritize, you know, what is important to the business if I've got things like GDPR where we might have um, something like a national insurance number or IP address or even custom words like we had one example with a partner looking for the word password. Right. Mm. If, for example, you haven't trained your security team to then share these things and now you've got a text file with the word password in there. Sure, I want to find that and I want to find that straight away. So. From the discovery side, if we look at the analysis, we can again scan a tenant, tell you where that is very, very quickly. If we look at the, how people are working, if they're working in a hybrid role, I think understanding where people are during that kind of collaboration, when is the most effective time to contact James saying, "Okay, I've got an amazing recipe. I want to send this to you. But if I know you're working only 10 to 12, right, maybe you're taking afternoons and you're doing other stuff. That's absolutely fine. But for a change manager who's maybe or even a senior manager that's looking to uh, communicate this to you. If I understand your timings, then I can say, OK, let's send something to James at 9.30. He'll have half an hour to read and he will understand you know, whatever we're looking to share. It's understanding that change management aspect and making sure that we're in line with that, which will make it really impactful. And the telemetry that we can gain from this is not only where uh we can communicate this to you and you, you actually read instead of just saying okay let's ignore let's delete that email from your tinder i'm not interested um but we're also understanding that engagement model uh, in, in, within the organization going into the team but we can also look at how those teams are interacting with each other which is then really powerful it's something that a survey typically won't do because that's no. only a one-off
0: yeah whereas the, no. this can, yeah, go on, sorry. Go on, Eugenio, go on. No,
1: no, uh, absolutely. I was gonna say um it, it looks at um not only what we um where we're communicating, so it could be email, Teams, Yammer, which is now Viva Engage, um and, and all those sorts of things, it, it kind of opens up those silos, which is again a, a key factor of resilience to make sure that we're opening up um and we're collaborating even even better than we have done previously.
0: Uh, you touched on a really good point there because if it's a survey that can only capture X amount, but actually seeing how people interact. And, and again, there's lots of different ways that people can communicate. You've mentioned Viva, um, you've mentioned Teams. Um, there's there's all different ways that um, people ping on email and, and people catch people in different ways, but getting a central repository of information and actually acting on it, if anything, that's gonna help with adoption and Trying to make the process easier for that collaboration because I know personally, there's I, I use like Viva Insights quite a bit to plan my day, plan my week ahead. Uh, but getting that broader view across it will help determine, you know, how, how the teams are interacting. Are they doing things in the best possible way they can? What's the utilization of certain tools um, and help to, to drive activity?
1: Absolutely. I think the rules of engagement are key here. Because every organization is different and um, what our analysis allows you to do is to almost get an understanding of what works for us as a company um, and, and we literally um, the, this is where the kind of when to use when uh, when to use what uh, came from because it gives you an understanding of you know we we're doing things this way because and there's a purpose behind it once we understand that purpose we can then really go forward and say okay this is what defines us and this is what defines maybe my team and this is how we interact um, so within our point we we use that quite heavily and my team um, interact with not only the technical Elements, but also the sales uh, part of the organization and making sure that we understand the um, kind of rhythm that all of these kind of teams that we work with need is key to thriving within the area.
0: I think you've touched on the point that everyone is uniquely different in terms of a, a customer and it's to drive that um and to, to understand and get under the covers of it and the only way you're going to be able to do that is by interacting with the different teams in the in the organization to get yeah as you say a, either a temperature check or a, a feeling of how they interact and how they they work together um yeah i, th- I think that's that's key if you got a, an example of a, a a customer that's gone through those three stages I normalize it as much as possible Obviously, this is going out but it would be good to just bring it a bit more to life for for the for the listeners
1: Sure, sure. Absolutely. Um, we've we've got quite a few case studies. Um, around this, and I think it's looking at the analysis that was done was key. So, um, the 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 product that we have that does the analysis is called Tigraph, um, which F Point purchased uh, towards the end of last year, and there's a case study around this, um, where we we had a lot of uh, interesting um, collaboration insights that then help them migrate um, with the right elements. Now, migration is is a painful process and you hopefully only do it once for your organization. Uh, and it's getting that understanding of what is actually important to the organization that we then took through into the ward garden or the guardrails that we mentioned. So making sure that we, A, understand what is the crown jewels, if you want to call it that, or you know really key information, only take that across everything else, you can leave behind. And as that organization is going through, now they're also thinking about story optimization where they're now trying to look forward and say, okay, this is what we need. Everything else maybe we can archive away and not have within the live area to make it really efficient in terms of what they do. But I'll share a link with you, James. It's a PDF that we have, uh, detailing kind of the um, whole interaction that we had. I've I've done uh, recently a webinar around the analytics as well, which I'm happy to share, um, and it will give um, your audience an insight into kind of how we tackle um, you know these kinds of topics, um, and also the the great stuff that Avpoint provide in terms of enabling um, uh, organisations to to thrive and and become more resilient.
0: Brilliant. No, that'll be that'll be really useful and useful to to share. So, just just in you know kind of summary and uh, just to talk through it. You know, what, what, if you were to leave something with the listeners in terms of uh, business resilience and resilience as a whole, where best is, is it to start? I think it's definitely from what you've said, do the analysis, get that first initial bit. But if you were to leave like one salient point with the listeners, what, what particular would that be around, you know, how Avpoint can help around that area?
1: Uh, sure. yeah. so um uh, the 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 key point that I'd uh, want as a takeaway is to uh, for the organization to become resilient is understanding what you have and understanding um you know what wh- what the key purpose that you're looking to um, uh, build uh, from and um and kind of then uh, understanding the the kind of environments that you can control and building the right kind of guardrails to really thrive um and to, you know, Bring on anything new that comes on. So, training and all those kinds of things, we should make it a part of our process in terms of how we think about resilience uh, and to then build that into a future proof organization.
0: No, that's, I think that's, I think you've summed it up perfectly there. And definitely all businesses are looking at it. I I read a recent PWC report that uh, I think it was 84% of businesses see the value in organizational resilience and it's, it needs action. It needs to be taken and, and worked through, as you say, and pick the bits that uh, you can make an impact on, but you need to capture those at the right point. So I no, appreciate you carving some time out of your uh, busy diary um, and yeah, always good to uh, catch up and, and get a further understanding. But thanks again for for joining us.
1: Thanks for uh, giving us the opportunity, James. Uh, lovely to um, join you and uh, yeah, hope you have a uh, great day today.
0: Yeah, you too. Have a good one. Thanks.
1: Thanks, everyone.